Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Good Thursday evening to all that reside in Sideline Junkieville. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Join the day, of course, by Big Brother Delonte. What's happening, brother? What's good, brother? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Uh, got a lot going on, a lot to get into. Yeah. Uh, a few things to just really run by you. So, I mean, geez. Let, let, let's go ahead and jump into this, man. Big story this week. Patriots owner Robert Kraft caught on soliciting a prostitute in Florida at a massage parlor. I, now, go ahead. I, I guess, you know, he, was still, he wasn't finished celebrating that Super Bowl win. You know, had to take it an extra mile. Now, from what I hear, uh, he's pleaded not guilty on prostitution charges. And <laughs> they have a transcript of the account. Also, they have surveillance video. And I, I mean, a lot of people are saying that the NFL is going to sweep it under the rug and they're going to let it go. Um, he's not going to have to relinquish uh, ownership of the Patriots. Me personally, and a lot of people are trying to twist this around. They're, they're, they're saying, well, those women are sex slaves and this, that, and the other. And, and But I'm like, okay, he's not the one holding them hostage. Right. And to be quite honest, this is just my opinion, but nine times out of ten, if you frequent a massage parlor, you're going to try your hand at getting a happy ending. Or am oh, I yeah. in a minority with that? Oh, yeah. And it, it, they say it's prostitution, but uh, nine times out of ten, I, I, I think that's offered on uh, sale there. And he only paid a hundred bucks for it. I mean, geez, it's a discount. Come yeah. on, son. Definitely. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It's big news, but I'm like, okay. So he got his, his tallywhacker played with. So what? <laughs> You got guys that are beating women. You got guys that are uh, running around uh, cheating on their wives and bringing diseases back home that play in the NFL. So mm-hmm. an owner went, um, and if I'm not mistaken, Robert Kraft's not married anymore. His wife passed away right. years ago. So he's not married anymore. He's a single man. He's not cheating on his wife. He's not cheating on anybody. Right. He got he he got service at a massage parlor. I don't find a problem with that, but I once again I guess I might be in a minority. So hey, you got any issue with it, Mister Hard to Handle eighty one on Twitter? I'm always willing to tell my side of the story. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> when BJ sent it to me, the first thing I said is, "My how the mighty mighty have fallen." Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a fall, really. It's just just got caught with his pants down, like literally. <laughs> a stumble. <laughs> yeah. 
but I don't think it's going to hurt him in the long run. No. Uh, I mean, it's to the point now he's not looking at any jail time. Uh, he's looking at maybe a $500 fine. He can find that, you know, digging around in, uh, in one of his coat pockets. Yeah, he get his clothes out to dry, and he'd be like, oh, here's that, um, that fine money. But he does have a girlfriend, Ricky no- Noel Lander. Mm-hmm. So he has a girlfriend. She's 39. I, I'm not, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even going to jump into that. <laughs> hey, June, what's happening? What's the deal with you, fellas? What's good, brother? My man, how y'all doing? Oh, All right. Can't we 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 here talking about Robert Kraft, man, and just <laughs> a lot of people are blowing it out of proportion because he got his tallywhacker service at a massage parlor. But I don't see a big deal in it. I mean, I'm I, I might be in a minority. How you feel about it, man? I'm gonna be honest, man. We've been talking about this all week, man. To me, it sounds fishy. It sounds like a setup. Yeah. That man ain't got enough money. To go to the parlor and take the whole staff to a one wing of his house. Just saying like something just didn't, didn't sound down. And to be honest with you, I wish I was with him. <laughs> <laughs> so um it, it's not that big a deal, am I right, fellas? You're right. Yeah, well, guess not. No. Oh my lord. All right. Now, I'm sorry I didn't say this at the top, but, you know, this is NFL 3 and out. So, NFL 3 and out, we pick three topics and from the NFL, and we just go with it. So, uh, second down, <laughs> Nick Foles will not be franchise tagged by the Philadelphia Eagles. Where's his best fit? First off, shout out to shout out to Philly. I think that was a classy gesture on the part of Philly to not franchise tag him and allow him to go and start. You know, get get the opportunity to start for an NFL team. Um, of course, they could have you know what I'm saying held up the process by franchise tagging him and then trading him. But then they could have potentially been stuck with a twenty five twenty to twenty five million dollar bill. Um, so. I think, you know, they, it was a classy gesture on the part of Philly. Now, with that said, um, the mark, I, I think his market is wide open. There are some teams that could use a quarterback. Uh, a certain team in Washington can use one because we don't know if um, Alex Smith will return at all. Um, Jacksonville can definitely use one. Um, the Giants, they announced that they're going to retain Eli, but I'm not sure what type of angle they're going to, they're going to go in as far as backup or starter. Uh, I'm assuming starter because he's been there since, like, um, you know, the beginning of time, really. Uh, but well, I think Washington, Jacksonville, and uh, gee, maybe Arizona. But Arizona but, um, no, just drafted oh, quarterback. Yeah, Arizona got um, Rosen. Sorry about that. Um, hey, hey let, 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 let me cut you off for a second. Let me cut you off for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you took the team right out of, my, out of my mouth, first of all. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be an excellent fit in New York, the Giants. Um, him there with Odell and that young man, number 26, 
But uh, Washington would be a good fit. But you know what? Um, I just I just read today and heard today that Arizona is talking about getting rid of Rosen so they can get the number one draft pick, Kyler Murray. I don't know if y'all heard that. Yeah. 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 I, I did him about Kyler Murray. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I, I pulled up a video and I was trying to see the video of, of the landing spots and it started playing. Oh, man. So we had somebody else on. Hey, hey, did I miss anything tonight? Or I was, no, no, hoping, we, I was hoping he started to show off with some Big Daddy Kane. So I said, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That was awesome. I love that. Nah, we 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 started we started a little normal tonight. Oh, okay. Um, you know, retirement is an option. Uh, I've heard Minnesota's not too happy with Kirk Cousins, but they got to pay him anyway. So I don't see him going to Minnesota. Um, I don't see him staying in Philly. Somebody said Houston. I don't. Why is he going to Houston and being a backup Deshaun to to, to Deshaun Watson when he can go elsewhere and be a starter? Yeah, that, um, that don't that don't make any sense. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> he could come to Washington. I mean, that's possible. I heard the Raiders want to get rid of Derek Carr, and Derek Carr might come to Washington, and Nick Foles might go out to Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, because um, Andy Dalton, I believe, is going to be cut soon. Yep. Same thing with uh Ryan Tannehill. I think he may be cut this year, so Miami. But the number one that everybody's pulling out is Jacksonville because Blake Bortles, we but now this is the thing. The sideline junkies said this not this season just passed, not the twenty eighteen slash nineteen season, but the twenty seventeen slash eighteen season when Jacksonville made the playoffs. We said it. Blake Bortles is not a long-term quarterback. That's not a long-term option. We said that. When Jacksonville gave Blake Bortles $54 million, we said that was a dumb move because you will regret it next mm-hmm. offseason. Jacksonville is regretting giving him that money. This is why they, they're you know the number one team to possibly sign Nick Foles. Okay? But we talked about this last week, Tampa Bay. And I had a scenario where we, he was getting traded to Tampa Bay with the franchise tag. Now he can go to Tampa Bay and sign, and he'll start because there's no competition there. Uh, Fitzmagic, free agent, he's gone, or he'll be a backup. Uh, Jameis Winston, they're not going to uh, extend him. He's going to be gone. So it's no, it's a clear path in Tampa Bay, and he has already has a pretty daggone good receiving core. You've seen what Tampa Bay could do last year. What were they missing? Quarterback play. Consistent quarterback play, let's say that. So I, I, I still say Tampa Bay as the number one option. I mean, are you guys going with Jacksonville as the number one option? Um. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm going with Jacksonville. Yeah. All right. Well, you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a write that down and we we'll, we'll put that in the archives and see where it happens. I mean, one of us got to be right. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
right. On the third down. Whoo, boy, this is one that's close to me. Um, We don't do much Redskin talk lately because uh, it pains me to talk about it. But Landon Collins might wind up not resigning with the New York Giants. And I want to hear you fellas take. If the Redskins sign him, is it a good deal, bad deal, or is it just going to be a no deal where he doesn't even come here? I think you it'll be a, uh, I think it'll be pro- it should be a good deal. Because Landon Collins, man, he, he's a hell of a um, defender. I think it's a good deal too, man. Nah. Washington Redskins really do have a good organization. So a lot of players, they really do, they don't mind coming to Washington. Uh, they, they got a really good defense. And um, just need to get rid of some people. Maybe do not sign ha-ha Clinton Dix this year. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I think Landon Carter will be an awesome fit. So, yeah, I think he'll he's a show-up. He'll show-up. And I agree with both of you. I think it'll be a good thing because – one thing that used to happen, and it just wasn't in the NFL for for DC. It was in the NBA with the the Wizards slash Bullets. It was knuckleheads. When you had knuckleheads here, you couldn't win. And they started making a change where the knuckleheads started getting sent out of here. And, you know, guys with excess baggage, just because they could play, they weren't signed. You know, and we got to mm-hmm. go back to that upstanding gentleman and 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 in the community type thing. And I think Landon Collins is that you never hear his name in negative lights. Um, his leadership, his playmaking ability. I mean, he would help that secondary. I, I would, I would have loved to seen him and DJ play together, but you know, circumstances beyond my control and you know what happened to DJ Swearinger early in the season well, later in the season, but a few months ago where he was released in the middle of the year. So I, I would have loved to have seen them two in the secondary together. But um, Landon Collins is a huge Sean Taylor fan. Before the draft, he actually said he wanted to come here. So I hope the feeling is still the same and we actually do sign him because he's needed. He's wanted and needed, put it that way. Hey, Kev, did anybody pick DJ up yet? Yeah, he went to Arizona. Okay, he went, okay, well, let me say he went back to Arizona. Okay. All right, now we had a penalty on third down, so let's back it up 10 yards. Repeat third down. Jason Witten <laughs> is coming <laughs> oh. out of retirement. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just toss this one up like a Hail Mary from my own 30, and I'm just hoping it gets to the end zone and one of y'all catch it. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to be real. and I mean, no maliciousness, you know what I'm saying? Like, and don't have, this, I'm, this don't have anything to me with to do with me not being a Dallas fan. Like, I mean, I can't less nothing like that. But he wasn't really that good of an analyst. But, I'm, you know, I'm going to keep it a buck. He was not really that good of an analyst. Now Tony Romo, that's a different story. He might 
that dude, he might have been probably the best of all analysts this past season. But back to Witten, um, I think this move is just, you know, probably a one and done, and then he'll probably go into, like, coaching, you know, from that point on. So he, you know, probably figured, like, hmm, just, okay, this is not my cup of tea. So let me play, you know what I'm saying, like one more year, maybe two, but I'm assuming it'll probably be one more year because he is kind of up there in age, and then I'll just um, be like a tight end coach or something moving forward. So I think this is a, a – a plan to coach transitional move on his part. All right. Do you do y'all know Jason Witten's age? Thirty six. Now, see, one thing we we all got to realize: these athletes have been playing these their sports since childhood. Mm-hmm. So when they retire, even Michael Jordan. Retirement doesn't fit well with them. They want to get back on that field or on that court. So I think Jason Witten is an awesome player. Um, he's an awesome blocker. And I think he got a couple more years left. And I think, uh, you know, I think he'll be probably one of our next number one receivers. Well, <laughs> the first thing I asked when it rolled across uh, my phone earlier was why. Why is he coming back? Now, I, one thing, I, I'm about to do something that's very rare. I'm going to have to disagree with you, Delonte. I think he was a pretty good analyst. I do, too. I, I didn't want to say them, but I did, too. No, no, I, I, I can respect that. I can respect no, that. I, the reason, with Romo, Romo sits in a booth. He looks at tape like he's still playing, and he'll call out the play. Oh, yeah, they get ready to run this. Romo is just an absolute animal. I would hate if Romo put on a headset and started coaching because he, he he's going, he's going to dominate you. But with Witten, Witten, he came across very well. I love the way he came across as an analyst, but I'm just, my whole point is why are you coming back? You are an 11 time pro bowler, two time, first team, all pro two time, second team, all pro the 2012, uh, Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. In college, he was first team SEC in 2002 out of Tennessee. You have 1,152 receptions, 12,448 yards with 68 touchdowns. You are one of the greatest tight ends to play this game. I won't say top 10. I'll say possibly top 15, top 20. But that's some elite company because I can name 15 to 20 great tight ends that he's in the running with. So, you know, he, I'm not going to say he's up in the upper echelon with your Tony Gonzalez, your Shannon Sharps. I, I think he's more along the lines of in, in the running with uh, Ozzie Newsom's and Jerry Smith. That's where he's at. And that's great company to be in because those are two great tight ends to be considered with. So my question is, I I, I know to, uh, um, Jason's not hurting for money. Why come back? And I, I heard a report that he signed for uh, one year, six million. Why? And that guy got, got bored out there. Yeah. 
It possibly. Now, me personally, he can have a great season if he plays pretty much the NFC East every game. But, you know, he got six games against the NFC East. He's been a thorn in my backside since he came into the league as a Redskins fan because, you know, it's third and 12. Of course, they leave Jason Witten open. He catches it. It has to, you know, it looks like he's walking really, really slow because he's not fast. But he picks up the first down. I've seen every time. And I've had drives with this man. Oh, yeah, we got him stopped. Nope. Jason Witten runs somebody over. And next thing you know, first down. So that's my whole question. My whole question is why? Why are you coming back? What do you have to prove? Um, I really think. Look at his numbers. He's Hall of Fame worthy. So, I just, I, I'm not sure. I mean, and then 36. 30, I mean, 36 is pretty old in NFL years. But, why? That's that's my whole question. Why? Well, he might be looking at all the guys, man. He might be looking at Tom Brady. Uh, being Roethlisberger, yeah. Uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, as these guys get older, he feel like, hey, I know I can still do it. I got it. I got some more left in the tank. Yeah, but the thing is with Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, or Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, you know, everybody except Eli doesn't take really even Ben Roethlisberger. Same class with uh, Eli and Philip Rivers. Outside of Eli Manning, nobody, none of those guys really take punishing hits. You never see a real good clean shot on Tom Brady, because if you do, it's a penalty. But um, you never see anybody hit Phillip Rivers pretty hard. You never see Drew Brees get hit. But Eli takes a beating and gets back up. Oh, yeah. Amen to that, brother. Uh, I wish he would adopt a – Something that Peyton used to do when you feel that pressure coming and you know it's pressure, get down. Mm-hmm. So I wish he would adopt that. But I mean, and then speaking of Phillip Rivers, you know, Phillip Rivers tough anyway. You could hit Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers might hit you back. Remember, he played the AFC championship game with a torn ACL. So yeah. Phillip Rivers, he's a thorn in my side. One of yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump out and take a break real quick, fellas. Hey, 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 quick question. I yes, was, sir. I was saying to myself, uh, I know we just named a lot of quarterbacks, so it's kind of hard to um, compare Jason Whitney's quarterbacks. But then I started thinking about it. Wait a minute. There's another guy out there. There's an older uh, tight end, which is Antonio Gates. How old is Antonio Gates? Oh, jeez. I, you know what? I forgot Antonio Gates is still playing. Yes, sir. Gates? Yeah. I'm looking at it now. He's 38, born June 18th, 1983. So he's two years older than Whitney. Jeez, and he he's still he's coming back again next year, isn't he? Yeah. Or is he gonna retire this summer? And not unless he retired this summer, but so far he's still on the roster. And they were in the same draft. Were they? Yep. Mm-hmm. Both of them went in the 2003 draft. Wow. And the thing is, now everybody talks about Antonio Gates being a Hall of Famer. 
They've been talking about that for the last five or six years. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. His numbers, 955 receptions, 11,841 yards, but where he beats Witten, he has more touchdowns. He has 116 touchdowns. Wow. Hey. Hall of Fame or what? Uh, Witten or Gates? Yeah, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Gate, yeah, Gates is Hall of Famer. Witten, I'm not sure. I, I would get I, without a shadow of a doubt, and I'm not even. I, I can't even deny it. Yes, Jason Witten is a Hall of Famer. May not be first ballot, yeah. but he's a Hall of Famer. And speaking of which, I need you guys to settle something right here and right now. Okay. We were talking about Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, right? Mm-hmm. Now, out of those three, Phillip Rivers is the only one without a championship, okay? Right. Now, Big Ben, Eli both got two. Now, you know Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Oh, no question. No question. I mean, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't going to talk about the suit, the, the two rings, but, yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. And then and not to mention, the, the two teams he won the two rings with, they were both of them, were, they were wild card teams. Junie? His, his body. Oh, all right, my bad. Go ahead, Junie. Go ahead. No, no, no. I plead the fifth. So, you go ahead, uh, Lante. I think well, his his overall body of work, while it's been shaky at best, I think it's a it should be enough enough to get him into the Hall of Fame. Of course, the two rings will help his resume, but Eli's definitely a Hall of Fame material. Eli kind of made me a little mad this season, last season, but um, yeah, I played the fifth on that one. Ooh. What you think, Kevin? Me, I, I say he is a Hall of Fame. I'm not gonna say first ballot, but because he's his last name is Manning, he's gonna be a first ballot. But I don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer because one thing about Eli, Eli, if he gets to the playoffs, he can get you to the Super Bowl. He he has a chance, but in a regular season, Eli doesn't play very well. He sure doesn't. Now. Take this into account. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Two-time Super Bowl MVP. He's been in the Pro Bowl four times. Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year in 2016. He's uh, he's thrown 7,972 passes. Completed 4,804. 60% completion percentage. Um... 55,000. Oh, man. Interception. 239. But, he, but he's got 360 touchdowns. Okay. 55,981 yards. And he has an 84.1 passer rating. Now, this is a this now I'm asking you guys this because this is something that I came up with. Well, I didn't come up with it, but it was posed to me by uh, Kevin M, Professor Lucky, you know, uh, 
my man Marquise, we've all had this discussion. Now, Marquise is a Giants fan. He believes Eli is, and let me not forget my man Jew, who's a Pittsburgh fan. Myself and Marquise believe Eli is a Hall of Famer. And I believe with those type of numbers, he is a Hall of Famer. No question in my mind. Professor Lucky believes that he's a Hall of Famer, but not a first ballot. Jube and, and Kevin M say he's not. But now, I'm going to throw something at you. Big Ben. 4,616 completions with 7,168 attempts, 64% completion, uh, 363 touchdowns, 190 interceptions, 56,194 in passing yards with a 94.2 passer rating. Their numbers are similar when it comes to it's a four-point difference in completion percentage. Um, it's a little, it's a big disparity in interceptions, yes. But touchdown, they're close. Yards, they're close. Of course, with the interceptions, going to drag your passer rating down. But we're saying Big Ben's a Hall of Famer. That's my whole point. You can't say Big Ben's a Hall of Famer with those numbers. But Eli is right behind him. He's also right behind Phillip Rivers. But you're not going to say that Eli is a Hall of Famer. The numbers don't lie. Yeah. And I'm not even taking Super Bowls into account. But the numbers don't lie. You know, you know, I really have to agree with y'all. I guess Eli made me mad on a couple of occasions. But now that I think about it, it wasn't Eli. It was his offensive line. Every time he sees somebody break through the line, he throws the ball down because he don't want to get hit. But I know he is getting older. His offensive line let him down. But all these years, did y'all know the reason why? Did y'all know Eli's real name? It's not Elijah. What is it? Hold on. I just had it. Oh, I thought it was Elisha. Must be Elijah. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's Elisha. Please don't say it's Elisha. Please don't. Elisha Nelson Manning the fourth. Let's call it Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be Elijah. It might be pronounced Elijah, but it's it's spelled Elisha. It's spelled Elisha. <laughs> I might tag him on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, so when he makes me mad, that's what I'll call him. I'll call him Elisha. It, it, but it may it may be pronounced Elijah, <laughs> right? But it, it's spelled E L I S H A. That's Elisha in my book. But okay, I'm looking right at it and I see Elisha too. But I need to Oh my God! We, you know what's gonna happen? We're gonna be going into work, and all of a sudden, somebody gonna get hit in the back with a football. It's gonna be Eli Manning standing on the beltway, firing passes. Man, he gonna hit us with a football. <laughs> <laughs> Want to make fun of me? Do you? Hmm. Ah, it's all love, Eli. If you ever hear this, it's all love, man. All love. Yeah, from the sideline junkies, man. <laughs> oh man! All right, fellas, let's jump off. Let the sponsors do their thing, come right back, and get a little NBA talk. I mean, we ain't got nothing really current, but I got a couple questions for you fellas that I really, 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 really want y'all to dig into. I want you to, like, really just, like, dig into it and give me that true sideline junkie grit, that rawness that we bring. I want y'all to give it to me when we come back.
That'll work. All right. All right. Be right back. Yes, sir. And we back one more again, y'all. Just, you know what? To start off this NBA, uh, <laughs> this NBA segment, I want to give a, a big shout out and remember a guy. We talking about thorns in the side. This guy was my NBA thorn in the side for many years. But I will say this. I envied his haircut. And I, I, I tried my best to get my moms to let me get New York faded into my on the side of my head, especially when Anthony Mason had New York Knicks going around. Whatever he had, his barber had like the greatest hands. Today, I want to take time to remember Anthony Mason. Four years ago today, he passed away. But one thing I can always say, his legacy will live on. Yes, sir. What he did yes, on the sir. court and off the court. Yes, Rest in peace. Much respect so, uh, to uh, Mason, man. And you know what? I'm a little older now. I'm going to find me a good picture of one of the logos he had cut into his head, and I'm going to get it cut, and I'm going to put it on Instagram. I'm going to find me somebody that can do it. That's what I'm going to do. And you know what? I think you should get you and your sons to get that same haircut and put it on Instagram. Hey, now, I would do it, man. He was your thorn. I'm going to tell you who my thorn was in my backside. Was the whole entire team, the bad boys of the Detroit Pistons. Oh, man. Those boys were so good, man. I just could not stand them. See, back in the days, I was a big-time Michael Jordan fan. I love Chicago. And it was always Detroit pushing people around, knocking people down. I mean, the whole team from Bill and Bill. Benny the Microwave Johnson, John Sally, all them guys, man. Had uh, Scotty Pippen had a big knot on his forehead come from Dennis Rodman. I could not stand the bad boys. You know something funny, Junie? We What's talked that? about this once before. Growing up, I wanted to be Magic Johnson. When I really got into basketball, I got into basketball about late 89, well, I say mid-89, it was the end of the 89, 88, 89 season. <laughs> and I wanted to be Magic Johnson. That's all <laughs> I could think about. But I didn't like the Lakers like that, but I wanted to be Magic. I wanted to be 6'9 <laughs> and run the break and pass. Yes, you know? Sure. I wanted to do everything that Magic did, but I, I was a huge Magic fan, but a big Jordan fan. Right. But my hatred for the bad boy Pistons made me a Chicago Bulls fan to this day. From 89 <laughs> to the grave, baby. So I, I know what you mean. I did I only had it was only about a a year or so for me. But saying them <laughs> I I hated uh Joe uh, Joe Dumas probably the only one I like, but I hated Isaiah Thomas for years. I hated Dennis Rodman for years. I hated Bill Land B. I think I hated Bill Land B until I became an adult. <laughs> oh man, they were all they were all buttholes, man. Yep. I couldn't stand Rick Mahorn, um, John what about, Sally. What about Vinny uh, Microwave Johnson? Man? Of course I couldn't stand it. Vinny Microwave Johnson. Now, granted, I'm older now. I got mad respect for those guys because I see the game way different. I'm a yeah. lot older. Right. But at that time, I knew when, when, when Vinny Johnson came in, oh, my God, this nigga get ready to drop 25. Yep. He, could, he was going to shoot. I couldn't stand him because he could shoot. 
and he would drop 25 so quick that, of course, that's why they called him the microwave. Yep. I was just like, man. So I know what you felt with that. <laughs> Come on, Delonte, get up in there with your thorn, your NBA thorn in the side, man. Oh, uh, my NBA thorn in the side. Hmm. I'm going to have to go with uh, the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Ooh. Yeah. They, uh, and, and, but then, you know what? It wasn't for me. It wasn't. It wasn't Shaq. It was more so Kobe because he was starting to feel himself. Mm-hmm. And then I think towards the end when, you know, the feud between himself and Shaq was public and Shaq went to Miami. I was like, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then the Lakers, they sucked for like a few years. Well, no, they were a few, probably like a couple because they made it to the finals in 08. And then right. they went back to back soon after. But Shaq, he had his own success in Miami with D-Wade. But, yeah, man, they, they were a thorn in my side. Like when they when they played against um, uh, Ch- uh, Bubba Chuck in, in, in the Sixers in the mm-hmm. finals, and when Philly won Game One, I was like, good, you know what I'm saying? Chuck, like that's that he, like he's still my hero, you know what I'm saying? He's of all NBA uh, ballers, past, present, future. Irison, man, that's 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 my hero right there. When they beat them, I was I I really hated them even more. So yep, for me it, it's the uh. The Lakers led by Shaq and Kobe. Those, those, that team was the thorn in my side. I can understand that. I can agree with it wholeheartedly. I ain't gonna say thorn in my side. I just hated the Lakers at that time because I felt that they <laughs> stole, they stole the Bulls' thunder. You thought you stole my coach. You stole my, uh, my assistant coach and Tex winner. You stole my offense. I, I you stole everything, and then you just built the success on it. And won right, five right. championships. Exactly. So, jumping into a little current NBA real quick. I got a question for y'all. I want y'all to dig deep into this one. Give it to me raw, man. Have fans turned on LeBron James? Is he no longer the king? I mean... I, you you hear him in goat discussions of the you know when I say goat I mean greatest of all time but I'm like now it's like people are just like leaving him alone because of what's going on in L A. What y'all think? I I, I think um, fans are starting to turn. Not every fan. I mean you know of course most people are still pro LeBron and you know pro he's the king and I can respect that. You know I think you know you got Harden and. Uh, Paul George, Westbrook, Steph, Katie, you know, they, they got some great NBA talent, but of course, you know, LeBron, he still had his shoulders like that dude. Um, but with that said, I think with the whole trade situation, I think that really left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, um, especially Laker fans um, and some of the Laker players themselves. And you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that LeBron, he was behind that. He was saying he wasn't behind it, but come on, dude. You're behind that. So I think, yeah, some some fans have, have turned on LeBron. And then not to mention, like, they they struggling to win. And then they got to chase the Kings for, like, the final playoff spot in the West. So 
it's it's a tough season for him. I think he can get the fans the fans back, but he got to do right by him. All right, me on that subject. I am one of the biggest LeBron James fans. I had to redo my whole NBA wardrobe and add some purple. I never liked the Lakers. This year, I'm the biggest number one Lakers fan. I think uh, the Lakers, they already have their, their fan base. And they love Kobe out there. They love Shaq out there. So they love. They already got the people they love. So when LeBron came to town, that's why when they painted a mural on the wall and put LeBron on it, the fans feel like we don't want LeBron James on this on this mural. This is Kobe Bryant's town. So LeBron James got to do a whole lot for those Laker fans to really. Tag on to him, but I think they some you know you got he, he, LeBron got his fans, so people love him, but he just don't have that love like he had in Miami or like he had in Cleveland. So that's 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 my pick on that. You know what? I, I I give LeBron a hard time. I've always given him a hard time because I know how great he is, but at first it was behind closed doors. I, I watched him and. I enjoyed this game. I've, I've watched him since he was in the 10th grade. So I've, I've watched him for a long time. And I can't see myself turning my back on him because, I, I mean, he made me look like a genius when he signed with uh with the, with, 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 uh, the Lakers. So he made me look like a genius because I said he was going to sign with the Lakers. But to say that, I, you know what, Delonte, I can't even say that he he was behind that whole trade thing. Everybody thinks he has a lot of pull. If he had so much pull, that trigger would have been pulled, and he would have got AD as help. So I don't, I don't know, but I'm not turning my back on him. But I think a lot of fans have turned their backs on him, and it's not, it's not really good at all. I think you know you got to grow up. This is a business. You, you, you could be the star today. But if a bigger star is available and they want you, you know, you're gone. Right. It's a business at the end of the day. So any player that's – I mean, thank your lucky stars that you didn't get traded because you could have got traded and then waived, and next thing you know, you know, you're out of the league. But thank your lucky stars. Thank the man above that you didn't get traded and just go play ball. You get to do something every single day that a lot of us would love to do. Yes, sir, and get paid. And get paid handsomely. Right. So any player that's playing the league and you upset, well, LeBron almost traded me. Dude, I trade places with you in a heartbeat. Come do what I do. <laughs> come, yes, come, come, come do my stressful job and see if you like that compared to what you're doing right now. I guarantee you be like, well, LeBron almost traded me, but he didn't, so I'm going to go ahead and bow. Ah, Unfortunately, I feel a lot of a lot of people are giving him the the shaft and and, and really turning their back on him and, and just you know just being mean and spiteful for no reason like they want him to lose, right? But I knew it was going to happen. I kind of figured that they you know the, the Lakers weren't going to be shock the world great 
this first year because they got a jail. And they're gonna they gotta see what they got. Come this offseason, LeBron's gonna get those guys working out with him and Kuzma, uh, even Lonzo. I hope they bring Stevenson back, bring Rondo back. They got a good team. If they can jail at the right time, hey, Golden State, Houston, uh, anybody that's above them, look out. Hey, man, Golden State's struggling, man. Yeah, they are. Orlando beat them tonight. Oh, wow. <laughs> and yep. They lost the, the other night, too. I yep. forget who they that lost Dwayne to. Dwayne Wade last shot. Dwayne Wade yeah, last shot. That's who it was. Yeah. Father Prime. There you go. Off balance. Bank it in oh. off the backboard. But you know something? When I seen that, the first thing I thought, I want to know, did he call Glass? No. I don't know if he called anything. It was <laughs> that was a hell of a shot. Oh, did he pull a Paul piece? Did you call Glass? No, I called Game. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was an amazing shot, man. It was. Yes, it was. Uh next up, um old school baller, uh Kenny Anderson suffered a stroke over the course of the weekend. He's home resting right now, recovering. But I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, prayers up for Kenny. Um, another dude, I, I talk about a lot of old, older. I'm not going to say old because, you know, these guys f- were from my early childhood and teen years and things like that. So they're not old because they're old. That means I'm old. So they're not old. But Kenny Anderson was one of the guys that got me into dribbling, watching him at Georgia Tech and his handles. We always, me and my cousin used to always talk about having handles like Kenny Anderson and being able to get to the lane and just lay it in. No, forget Duncan, just get to the lane and lay it in. So, I could go hey, on and on about him. I, I didn't know that. Uh, I want to keep Kenny Anderson in, in, in our prayers. And uh, I, I like you said, I, uh, I grew up watching him and I love his handles and I love his style of play. So I'm glad he's doing well. Kenny Anderson, continue to get well. That's from the sideline junkies. All right, Kevin. Indeed. Yes, sir. Uh next order of business. This this one came out as a shocker talking about our old school basketball players our our, our <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you would call them, but hey, they'll be our old school basketball players for right now. Old school, not old, but old school. Um, Mike Bibby has been accused of sexual abuse and harassment by an Arizona high school teacher. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. She claimed that he grabbed her by her waist, pulled her into his car on school grounds, and rubbed his genitals against her and groped her. Um, his attorney has denied the claim and you know, they say that hey, the, the truth will come out and they said the, the incident happened February 2017 but it was just reported to the school resource office February 13th, 2019 and the teacher has filed a restraining order against Mike Bibby. Now, he's the basketball coach at Shadow Mountain High School in Phoenix, Arizona and the teacher works at the same school. So 
that came out as a true, true shot. You know, I hate to hear that, man. I hope he get past that because I'm reading now. It's saying he's not allowed to coach after sexual assault allegations. So I hope he get past that so he can go on with his life. I'm true indeed. I mean, uh, now, Delonte, uh, Delonte, mm-hmm. you know, as you too, Junie, when, when we were in high school, time ago, we watched uh, Mike Bibby, Miles Simon, Gilbert Arenas. Um, who else is on that team in 97? Oh, that one year with the Stoudemire's, was it? What? I don't think okay. so. I'm going to find out here. But Miles Simon was the most outstanding player from Arizona um, for the tournament. But we watched <laughs> These kids ball, and to see somebody that you watched for twenty some odd years, and you know you got the early two thousands when he played with um, Sacramento and balling in Sacramento. And Delonte, you were talking about the the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe being a thorn in your side. How many times did we all, and I'm sure everybody rooted for the Kings against the Lakers those years. Mm-hmm. And they got shafted every time. So I, I just, this is one of those things where you got to let uh, the truth come out and hopefully it's no truth to these allegations. But if it so happens that it is, obviously we've been looking at this guy through rose-colored glasses for quite some time. So, I, I guess that's if if they turn out to be true, that's the the world knocking rose-colored glasses off our face. You agree, gentlemen? Totally agree. I agree, man. First is Bill Cosby, then R. Kelly, then it's Mike Bibby. It just don't make any sense. None, man. Uh, I say this about the last. This will be the last question, NBA wise, for you guys. I, I want y'all to dig into this one too. Let's go Eastern Conference. What in the blue blazes is wrong with the Boston Celtics? Smelling themselves, team, man. It's a good team. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it really is. And this team last year without. Hayward without Kyrie, they went on a run and they were exciting to watch. Now you got both, you supposed to have been number one seed. Now, this is the way that we talked about it, you know, at the end of the season after the championships were done, before any trades were made. This is the way we talked about it. We said Boston would be number one. Uh, Probably Toronto would be number two. We didn't think Philly was going to be as good as they right. were. But Philly wound up getting uh, Jimmy Butler and um, Tobias Harris. So they they, they they doing their thing. But we always thought we also thought that the Wizards should have been in the top three also. Right. The Wizards are down at the bottom. Uh, let me let me let me get an accurate count on, on, on Boston real quick. But 
Boston is struggling. They're not winning. Um, all this talk about July first, uh, Kyrie is gone, and and he's he, he's out. He's basically leaving. He's going to go to New York. Like it's like all this stuff is coming up now, and and. You know, the Celtics are sitting in fifth place, 37 and 25 right now. Ten and a half games behind the Bucks, who are number one. I just what is wrong? Hey, hey, Kevin. Let me let me say this. Yes, First of all, I'm gonna throw my opinion out there. Kyrie Irving is an awesome ball player, y'all. He's an awesome guard. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm sorry, he acts like a big baby when he don't get his way. I, I saw on the news, ESPN today, they said they got a problem with each other when they're on the court together, him and Gordon Hayward, okay? Now, mm. he left Cleveland because he wanted to be the man. Now he's at Boston and got another problem. So mm. who is that on? It's got to be on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. And that chime in. No, he's is it him? But uh, they say his father plays a part, like kind of gets in his head too. His father. Oh man, one of them. Yeah, his because in Cleveland, his dad wasn't too fond of LeBron and his camp, mm. and I think he kind of got in Kyrie's head. Um, of course, we all know Kyrie and LeBron. They spoke, and you know they they cool again now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you need everybody to keep an eye on, on Kyrie's dad as well. You know? Don't tell me like a ball, Lavar ball, on the low, on the low. Oh, on the wow, low. <laughs> on the low, yeah, on the low. Hey, let me ask y'all to a quick question. What do y'all think about Kyrie ever getting back with LeBron? What do y'all think? What y'all take? I think. Um, Hmm. I think he'll. I think he knows what he's getting into. So I, I think his focus will be better. Um, I, don't know, I think it might. I think it might actually be be a good a good thing if he goes yeah. to LA. And you know, with, with LeBron getting older, because you know, Father Time loses to nobody. Yeah, Kyrie will have, probably have more of a prominent role in the offense. Hmm. I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think it would be a good thing. Will it happen? I don't think it. I don't think it would happen to L.A. because you have to actually pay Kyrie, and L.A. gonna have some serious bread. But I think Kyrie looking for one more big payday before he start chasing another ring. L.A. got it. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if Magic want to spend up that much money on another point guard. Hey, I my take on that is if I was LeBron. I would not want to do that ever again because those two were like peanut butter and jelly. Pippen and Jordan together. I love seeing them two ball together. But once Kyrie crossed that line, I wouldn't ever want to see that again. If I was LeBron, I'd take, I'd take Dennis Smith Jr. I'd take any other guard before I go with Kyrie Irving again because you never know when he's going to start pouting and start whining again. So I wouldn't ever do that. I can agree with that. I mean, you, you got with that aspect right there. I agree with both of you. I don't. I don't see why 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 Kyrie would want to leave Boston because 
right now he has Jalen Brown. Even if he doesn't get along with Gordon Hayward, I don't care if we don't get along. Uh, uh, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman didn't get along as much as everybody thought. Dennis Rodman said, Michael has his ass, Scottie has his space, and I got my hole. You know, on the court, we're great. But when it's time to leave the locker room, it's always, hey, I'll see y'all later. Have a good night. Be safe, guys. And they walk out. They were cordial. They spoke to each other. I don't care if you don't speak to me. I don't care if you don't come to my cookout. Exactly. Let's get this money and get this ring. That's what we're playing for. Mm -hmm. We show up, we're going to get the money. But if we play hard, we're going to get the ring. But don't y'all know Boston got a team that can beat Golden State? Look at that young boy, Jason Taylor. Man, that boy's got a squad. Man. Listen to this. They got Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, who's – I don't know. He would turn back the the, the daggone clock. Cause he plays pretty daggone good. I can't wait till the playoffs start. Cause he gets a he becomes an animal yes. in the playoffs. Uh, of course, you got Kyrie, who we're talking about. You got Marcus Morris, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, as as mentioned before. Brad Wanamaker is good. Like, come on, man, come on. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 and Brad yes. Stevens is a good daggone coach. coach. Of the year. This happens every time somebody. Wants to have that limelight. First, it was the Temptations. They broke up. It was the Jackson 5. They broke up. It was New Edition. They broke up. What's next? Mm -hmm. All right. I I, I don't get it, fellas. I don't get it. That's why I say, what in the Blue Blazers is wrong with this team? All you got to do is go out there and ball. I, I mean, okay, guess what? We come into the game tonight. Junie, you got the hot hand. Oh, shoot. Junie on, on five. Junie to hit the first seven shots. Hey, Junie, keep shooting. We're going to ride you tonight. I'm going to do that. Tomorrow I'm gonna do night. do that Saturday, too. See, t- tomorrow night, we might got a back-to-back. Junie a little tired. Junie hitting shots, but Delonte got the hot hand. Delonte, we're going to ride you tonight. You and Junie going to carry us to this W. Come Sunday. Don might have a hot hand. Hey, we going to Don. We're going to ride him tonight. It don't matter. As long as we piling up W's right now, we get into the playoffs and we start piling up W's. You got to win 16 games in the second season. 16. But you can't lose no more than four That's rounds. That's right. So you got to win. You got to win four the first round, four the second, four the third, four in the championship. That's 16 games. Hey, Kev, I got hey. guys I work with don't get along. I tell these guys all the time, only thing y'all got to do is do y'all eight hours and go home. You don't have to go home together. And on this basketball, right. just just go to practice. Play your game. Do, do your job. Y'all don't have to go home together. But let's get this money and win. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. That is it. I mean, it, it, it's cut and dry. It's simple. Just like that. You, you, you're not going to like every coworker that comes through. And sometimes when you bring guys that you're really, really cool with and but you've never truly worked with them, you'll see their work ethic and their work ethic will disappoint you. Now one thing I can say as far as sideline junkies go, I've worked with Don before. I've worked with BJ before. Can I deal with their work ethic? Yes. Their work ethic matches mine. 
So yeah, I could I could mesh well with them immediately. But knowing Jim, you Delonte, you Junior over the years, if we all worked in the same spot, I think they'd be jealous of us. If we all the sideline junkies worked in one spot, they'd be jealous Man, of us. I totally agree, especially with Don and yeah, BJ. Don may ask you to wipe off more video games than BJ, but we all work together. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh ESPN zone day. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, they'd be jealous of us because it'd be sometimes it'd be already Donna asked you to do something, but you already know what you're going to ask you to do. It's already you done. You got it. And it'd be an unspoken thing where it's just traffic being directed without even saying a word. But that's called rapport. This is what I say. I say the same thing in the NFL. When you got an offensive line, I think the whole offensive line through – uh, OTAs, training camp, all of that. I think that, that once OTAs start, the offensive line, all starters, backups, anybody that plays O-line, I think that they should go to dinner together. They should uh, uh, hang out at each other's house and watch tape together. I think that they should have cookouts together. Everything. And I think that offensive line should treat the quarterbacks, all two, three, whatever you got on the roster, as your little brother. Nobody's going to touch our little brother because, you know, if somebody gets after your little brother, exactly, somebody gets after your little brother, you're going to get in trouble, too, for not helping. So you got to keep your little brother clean. When it comes to quarterbacks, receivers, and tight ends, I think that they all should work out together. They should go out when, you know, two, three times a week when the offensive line get together, quarterbacks and, 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 and receivers should be there. I think twice a month, the whole team should get together. I'm supposed to be able to know when I go into battle, I can look to my left and look to my right and know I got my brother standing That's right. right there. Yes, sir. What you, what you do outside of us trying to win a championship, if it's not hurting me personally, if it's not hurting the team, if it's not trying to kill you, go do it. Go do it. But don't, oh, I don't like him. Why you don't like him? I don't know. I just don't like him. Yeah, that's petty. I mean, oh my God, man! <laughs> when 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 my oldest son played football, I was blessed enough for him to play for a coach that understood the meaning of brotherhood. And I used to tell him kids all the time: when you step on that field, everybody may laugh at you because when y'all go for the coin toss, y'all hold the hands. But that's your brother next that's to right. you. Mm-hmm. When your brother falls, you pick your brother up. Somebody think they're coming after your brother, you throw a block so hard, they'll never think twice about ever coming after your brother again. It goes the same way. I I got guys that I play ball with from work. We call ourselves the Fantastic Five. I mean, we had 17 victories over last summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, 17 straight. So, I mean, you know, that's why we're so fantastic. But when we step on that court, those are my brothers. It may be just pickup basketball, but those are my brothers. When we step off the court, those are my brothers. The the the, the basketball IQ, the talking, the 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 conversations that we've had about different things, and everybody, it just flows so seamless when you step on it because you already know. You know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. All right, let's go get it done. So, if Kyrie want to sit there and pout because he got a 
carry the franchise on his shoulders. That's what they brought you there for. You're the face of the franchise. Not Gordon Hayward. Not Marcus Smart. Not Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum will be the face of the franchise if he stays. You're right. Because once Kyrie's gone, Jason Tatum's going to be the face of the franchise. But right now, you're the face of the franchise. Act like it. That's one of those, you know what, me and Gordon don't get along. We're going to have to have us a come to Jesus moment. And, you know, you go from there. I mean, I I don't mean to sound preachy and, and all that, but that's just how I feel I about it. Oh, well, fellas, let's go ahead and get up out of here. But before we do, we got to say a good old happy trails to Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. Who's going up the, the highway a little ways to Philly. 13 years, $330 million. With no opt-out. No opt-out. And now that's that's baseball, fellas. You know, all that whole 330 is guaranteed, whether they give it to them in 13 years, whether they give it to them in 35 years, it's all guaranteed. He's going to get that whole 30, 330 million. You know, man, that's a different subject for me, man. That 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 touches me. I was a big Bryce Hopper fan, and I would never understand why would they let him go. Now, he's going to wind up making – Three. What's that? Two million? No, that's wait. Hold on. Two million a game. Mm-hmm. Good. And that's they say that's a record breaking. Yep. He deserved every bit of it, man. That's my man. Right about thirteen. That is twenty-five million. Per season. Well, to be exact, $25,384,615.38 per season. So, I mean, hey, it's not the contract that was estimated for him a year ago this time because I was I heard upwards of anywhere between $400 million and $600 million for his services. But, hey, Thank you, Bryce, for what you did in D.C. Uh, me personally, being a Yankee fan, thank you for not coming to New York because if we would have spent that type of money on you, I would have been super pissed. So I, I, we, we, we're going to keep an eye on him this season and see what kind of numbers he put up because like we talked about last last show that we did, what was that? Last, matter of fact, it was last Thursday. Mm-hmm. We talked about D.C. lost rings. Are we going to add Bryce Harper to D.C. Lost Rings? Mm, mm, mm. Now, you, 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 you guys know what happened. They play here. They may be fan favorites. They may be dominant, but they may be injury prone, not play a whole lot. Then they go elsewhere. They explode, and they become world champions. Will he follow into that line? Man, I tell you, man, the guy – Won the baseball derby right here in D.C., man. I, that, he was one hell of a player, man. Yeah. I think the Nats will be good, though. They they, they made some moves this offseason. They, they should be in good shape. Oh, okay. And they still got a good yeah. quality start, you know, pitcher 
um, you know, lineup with as far as the pitchers goes. Oh, okay, good. But I, I think he was the the face of the franchise, right? But um, eh, uh, his total so far. He debuted April 28, 2012 for the Washington Nationals. Uh, 279 batting average, 184 home runs, and 521 RBIs. So, six-time All-Star, the 2015 National League MVP, 2012 National League Rookie of the Year. He won a Silver Slugger Award uh, 2015, the Hank Aaron Award in the NL 2015. Like Junie said, home run derby winner in 2018. Uh, he led the National League of home runs in 2015. Wow. Mm. I mean, that, that's an accomplished career, and he's only 26. So this contract right here will last him for the rest of his career. Yeah. Well, rest of his prime years, because, you know, baseball is a little different. You can play until – you forty nine old Nolan Ryan at mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Ryan was throwing a hundred and five at fifty one and stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm exaggerating. I don't think Nolan Ryan played that long, but he Nolan Ryan was killing them. He was killing them young puppies. Yes, so I, I just all I can say is, hey, happy trails, man. Yeah, I agree. Nolan Ryan played 27 years. Man. He played from 66 to 1993. I thought you was joking. Nah, he played. The thing is about Nolan Ryan, I, when I first started watching baseball with my godmother in the 80s, I knew who Nolan Ryan was. And going into the 90s, Nolan Ryan still wasn't gone anywhere. Him and Randy Johnson, I think, had the 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 – Deadliest fastballs because I think both of them consistently threw uh, over a hundred miles per hour. So, but I think Nolan Ryan had, uh, I think he might have the record. I think he threw one that was one hundred six. So, ah man, wow, whew. I, I'm ready for some baseball. Spring training has started. We got the combine has started. So Sunday, I don't know if you fellas watching the combine. Sunday, I want to get get together with you guys and see what you see from the combine. I got it recorded so I can watch it. I'm not going to miss it. So Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, I want to get together with you guys and see what you like from the combine, what you didn't like. That'll work. All right. That'll work. All right. All right. So, I guess that's all our time. Um, for Jim, BJ, Don, even Allen, all on special assignment. Uh, you guys got any final words before we go? Uh, shout out to D Wade. Um, um, they keep replaying the uh, buzzer beater from last night. You know, last season, but he, you know, he's still, you know, playing at a a decent level. So, me just want to shout out the uh, D Wade on the hell of a career. Well, I give a shout out to the bad boys of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Landon Collins. Please come. 
and and make DC your home. Please. <laughs> we need you here. So all right, fellas, let's get on up out of here. Uh don't forget, tune in Saturday. We'll we'll have a new episode of the WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies with myself and Don. So don't forget about that. But until then, Sideline Junkies Good out. Night. Peace. Good night. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.